48K News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Kenny Hodgart. Tonight's headlines, all locals infected with different Omicron subvariants are now subject to the same quarantine and isolation rules, meaning patients can now quarantine at home if conditions allow. Macau says it will soon relax its pandemic restrictions as its latest COVID outbreak eases. And over 40,000 pupils received their secondary school leaving exam results this morning, with eight receiving a perfect score of all Level 5 double stars. Health officials have announced that with immediate effect, all locals infected with different Omicron subvariants will be subject to the same quarantine and isolation rules. As Damon Pang reports, that means these patients can now quarantine at home if conditions allow. Speaking at a daily pandemic press briefing, Dr. Chuang Shukwan from the Centre for Health Protection said people infected with the BA 2.1-2.1, BA.4 or BA.5 subvariants of Omicron, as well as their close contacts, will no longer automatically be sent to a quarantine or isolation facility. She said these people can now quarantine at home like other COVID patients if conditions allow. For the subvariant, we have analyzed the cases in Hong Kong and also we, we looked at the World Health Organization also looked that there's no severity signal among BA.5, which is regarded as the most transmissible subvariant among all the Omicron variant. We have not observed any increase in severity among those patients suffering from it. However, Dr. Truong said around 5,000 people currently in quarantine centres or hotels will have to stay there for the duration of their isolation periods. The latest announcement came as officials reported 3,805 new infections for the day, 180 of which were imported. More than 1,200 COVID patients are currently being treated in public hospitals, including almost 150 new admissions. Meanwhile, another COVID patient has died, involving a 67-year-old man who suffered from high blood pressure and diabetes. Macau says it will soon relax its pandemic restrictions as its latest COVID-19 outbreak eases. From Saturday, non-essential businesses can resume operations on a limited scale as long as they comply with anti-infection measures. Priscilla Ung reports. Macau reported 18 new coronavirus cases, taking the total number in the latest outbreak to 1,783. Authorities in the gambling hub said from this weekend, non-essential commercial and industrial businesses can resume operation on a limited scale, as long as they abide by infection control measures. However, daycare centers and shops located inside shopping malls will have to remain closed, while indoor renovation works will continue to be suspended. Residents have also been told to stay home unless they have to go out for work, shopping or other emergency reasons. Adults must wear KN95 masks or those of higher standards when going out and they must refrain from gathering. Meanwhile, streets in Macau remain quiet as authorities continue to impose a so-called static management in the city aimed at reining in the outbreak. Over 40,000 pupils received their secondary school leaving exam results this morning, with eight receiving a perfect score of all level five double stars in their Hong Kong Diploma of Secondary Education exams. Of those eight, six say they intend to study medicine at local universities. Tsang Chi Pang, the first student from Carmel Secondary School to get perfect scores in the DSEs, says he never expected such a result, especially after contracting COVID in February. I had fatigue uh, throughout the period. Uh, I think it sustained for like for a week. I couldn't really pay attention to my study and I will really feel very 
tired and exhausted after studying. So that's why I have to have a longer break and more breaks during the study throughout that week. Henry from Yinghua College is another DSE high flyer, scoring the top grade five double star in four subjects and the second grade five star in three others. He told RTHK he plans to study medicine. Medicine has always been my dream since like when I started secondary school, especially when experiencing COVID. I feel that's the Hong Kong medical system needs the new generation to help out. And I think going to study medicine is my way of devoting myself to the to society. And now the weather. Fine with isolated showers tomorrow morning. The minimum temperature will be around 29 degrees with a maximum of about 35 through the day. Moderate south to southeasterly winds. The current temperature at the observatory is 30 degrees Celsius with humidity of 79%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The Law Reform Commission has proposed introducing new offences to better tackle cybercrimes. It's calling for five new offences linked to the illegal access, interception and possession of data. A member of the Commission's Cybercrime Subcommittee, Senior Counsel Derek Chan, was asked whether there could be any defence for unauthorised access, such as acting in the public interest. We haven't recommended specifically that um, any unauthorised access um, for the public interest necessarily amounts to a reasonable excuse. Um, the whole point about using reasonable excuse is to let the um, courts have some flexibility and the defendants to have some flexibility in arguing what can or what may be reasonable or may not be reasonable by reference to our own societal standards. Members of the public have until October 19th to give their views. Education Secretary Christine Choi has weighed in on a controversy over school rules on the length of the hair of male students. She says schools have clear guidelines from the government on setting rules on such matters. Violet Wong has details. The controversy started with a social media post by a Form 5 student who said he had been forced to have his hair cut to avoid being suspended from school. He also said he had taken the matter to the Equal Opportunities Commission, questioning whether his school violated the sex discrimination ordinance and ignored issues relating to gender dysphoria. He said there's no good basis for the rule, arguing that boys having long hair would not necessarily undermine a school's reputation. Education Chief Christine Choi was asked about the matter. I used to be a teacher too. We know every school has its own culture. Apart from teaching students knowledge and skills, it's important to nurture the correct attitude and values. So schools have their own rules for values education. Ms. Choi says schools have been given clear guidelines on setting their own rules and they can deal with such matters in a professional manner. The school involved says it's discussing the issue with the Equal Opportunities Commission. The government has promised to put young people at the forefront of policy making. The Secretary for Home and Youth Affairs, Alice Mack, says young people must be given opportunities to pursue their dreams and succeed. She also says officials must show sincerity in reaching out to youngsters and hearing them out. Hong Kong's young people are very competent. They are very capable of themselves. I don't think they choose to lie flat. But of course, maybe they will feel that they don't have the ways to achieve their goals and targets, or they find it very difficult to fulfill their targets or objectives. I think what we're trying to do 
is to empower them so that they find different ways to achieve their goals and objectives and we hope that given uh, the different uh, assistance and support uh, from the Hong Kong SR government and also from the central government, they will see hope and opportunities so they can fight for a better accomplishment. The Hong Kong government has rejected a US report on human trafficking. Officials said the rating given in the report, the second worst available, was biased and unfair. Tom McAllendon with the details. In the 2022 Trafficking Persons Report, the US State Department said the Hong Kong government does not meet the minimum standards for the elimination of trafficking. It said authorities here did not prosecute or convict any labour traffickers and sentenced criminals convicted for crimes related to sex trafficking to inadequate penalties. The report also stressed that despite the screening of thousands of vulnerable people for trafficking indicators, it identified only one victim. In response, the government said in a statement that human trafficking is not a prevalent problem in Hong Kong. Authorities said they've been proactive in the fight against trafficking and have injected an enormous amount of resources to combat it and to enhance the protection of foreign domestic helpers here. Ocean Park says one of its resident pandas, An An, is still suffering from a poor appetite and has been resting. Park told RTHK that Anan has been unwell for the past two weeks and that its animal care and veterinary teams were caring for him and doing their utmost to keep the geriatric giant panda comfortable. At 35 years old, Anan is the world's longest living male giant panda under human care. Suzanne Gendron is the former, former executive director of zoological operations at Ocean Park. She spoke to RTHK's Backchat programme. I'm very saddened to hear that he's lost his appetite and slowing down, but I also celebrate that he's the oldest male panda and probably has lived longer than any other male panda and that he's had an amazing life that has influenced and inspired millions of our visitors for conservation and awareness of panda conservation. He's had a marvelous life worth living. Sri Lanka's new president, Ranil Wickremesinghe, has called for unity to tackle the huge challenges facing the island. After comfortably beating his nearest rival in a parliamentary vote, Mr Wickremesinghe predicted his election would mean an end to divisions in Sri Lanka. He takes over an island in economic turmoil and faces opposition from those who believe him too close to his predecessor. These protesters said he shouldn't have been voted in. Rani Vikramasinghe has a really, really problematic human rights uh, past and his party. Mr. Rani Vikramasinghe doesn't represent the people's mandate. He has no legitimate power to be the acting president or president or whatsoever. It's a sad day, not just for the people of this country, but for whole of the world, I guess, because it seems that the entire world is sort of accepting this most unethical manner of leadership. The United States says it has recovered half a million dollars worth of ransom money paid by two American hospitals to North Koreans who'd hacked into their computer systems. The BBC's Celia Hatton has the story. The U.S. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco said the North Korean state-sponsored hackers had targeted two American hospitals, blocking access to their medical data and files until a ransom was paid in cryptocurrency. If the hospitals in Kansas and Colorado delayed payment, they were told the ransom would double. Both paid, but also alerted the U.S. authorities. American investigators later intercepted the ransom money as Chinese money launderers attempted to convert the ransom into hard currency. 
The European Commission is calling on EU countries to cut gas consumption by 15% in case Russia further reduces supplies. Its president, Ursula von der Leyen, accused Russia of using energy as a weapon but said such cuts would enable the bloc to get through winter if Moscow were to cut supplies entirely. We have to be proactive. We have to prepare for a potential full disruption of Russian gas. And this is a likely scenario. What we've seen in the past, as we know, Russia is calculatingly trying to put pressure on us by reducing the supply of gas. So it is a likely scenario that there's a full cutoff of Russian gas, and that would hit the whole European Union. A gas crisis in the EU's single market, our economic powerhouse, will affect every single member state in our European Union. The Italian Prime Minister Mario Draghi has told the Senate that he'll stay in office if the partners in his troubled coalition give him their full backing. He tendered his resignation last week. The BBC's Mark Lowen reports from Rome. Mario Draghi has long been seen as Italy's political grown-up, a prime minister appointed to stabilise the country during Covid, leading it through the war in Ukraine and economic recovery from the pandemic. Now, true to form, he's decided to remain, facing down the five-star movement, a troublesome coalition partner which refused to back a confidence vote last week, triggering a crisis. He called for a new pact from Parliament, listing work still to be done and what he called an unprecedented call from Italians to stay in office. There will be widespread sighs of relief here. Polls show most Italians back him and do not want early elections. Russian troops have continued shelling Ukrainian cities in the northeast. The regional governor of Kharkiv said three people were killed, including a teenage boy, in the local capital. Two people are reported to have been killed and many others injured in Nikopol, north of Russian-occupied Crimea. Meanwhile, Russian-appointed officials in occupied areas of Kherson say they're restricting traffic on a bridge over the river Dnieper, which has been struck by Ukrainian rockets. And a reminder of our top stories tonight, all locals infected with different Omicron subvariants are now subject to the same quarantine and isolation rules, meaning patients can now quarantine at home if conditions allow. Macau says it will soon relax its pandemic restrictions as its latest Covid outbreak eases and over 40,000 pupils received their secondary school leaving exam results this morning with eight receiving a perfect score of all level level five double stars. And the weather again, it will be fine, isolated showers tomorrow morning. The minimum temperature will be around 29 degrees, very hot during the day with a maximum of about 35. The current temperature is 30 degrees Celsius with humidity of 78%. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 I found 
Sensational Alex Harvey band. I actually met Alex Harvey uh, back in the 70s. They were playing the Wardour, if I remember correctly. I think it was the Wardour. Uh, oh, the Marquee. It was a Marquee in London anyway, but it was a great uh, time. I also met his cousin. I don't know him quite well. He's not with us anymore. Hugh McKenna used to play keyboards. Top bloke as well. He used to buy around now and again. Anyway, we're into our second hour. How are you doing? Peter King, the dying embers of Wednesday night here in Hong Kong. If you like a song, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. Don't forget to stick around for our sentimental journey after news at midnight. Up next on three, a lovely old song, Natalie Cole. 